Welcome back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. All right. We're here again. <laughs> we decided uh -huh. to switch things up with the seating arrangement. It does look better with the girls in the middle. That's I think they just. <laughs> All the guys. They're always trying to cut half our face off. <laughs> yeah. They just want more screen time. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Phil and Philip and Jimmy did look cozy, squishing together in the middle. <laughs> and you know, truth be known, I enjoyed it. For real, I feel like we skipped fall. Yes, yeah. I feel like we went from summer to winter. Uh, yeah, that's how uh, I feel. Yeah. It's chilly outside for You're sure. entitled to your feelings. It's <laughs> 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 fall though. Yep. It is. So we had a we had an awesome weekend. Yeah, it was our um, son's birthday. He turned fourteen, mm -hmm. and our newlywed daughter. And her husband came in town and surprised him for his birthday. Aww, so it was so quite a weekend. Really nice. really nice. Really lots of just uh, get a time get a pre-Thanksgiving meal for Aww. because she's not going to be here for Thanksgiving. So we had Thanksgiving. Aww. We had go-kart races. Yeah, we'd never been to Andretti's before. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Their mm -hmm. son was with us, so they know. Yes. So we heard all about it. Fun. Yeah, all about the fun. <laughs> so, you know, it's good. We had um, our a sports field weekend. <laughs> we did. So field. lots of football and soccer and dancing and yes, all those fun things. So, but I actually really enjoy. Like I, I have really realized that I really enjoy going to my kids' stuff. We are huge athletic supporters. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you need to be. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing you like it. Once again, another reason, reason to be sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't want to sit next to the athletic supporter. All that fun. So many soccer and football, dance. Yeah. Whatever it is your kids Go are doing. Go-kart racing. So yeah. if, that, yeah. if that scares you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's uh, kind of a good intro. Yeah, if that scares you, it brings us to our topic tonight. There we go. Yes. Well, and it's right. We're coming up on the big holiday of fear, so we uh, <laughs> not not in any sort of way of honoring that holiday, but we felt like it'd be great to talk about fear and how to overcome fear in our marriage. That's good. What do you think about that, Jimmy? Like I said, that terrifies me. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. And he said he was trying to he was trying to go for all sorts of uh, topics. Right. right. They all led to fear. They all led to fear. <laughs> well, so it's pretty common, you know, that uh, fear uh, comes up a lot in our communication. And usually, when fear takes over, it creates uh, all forms of disconnection. And so, felt like that would be a a real important thing for us to talk about tonight. What do you think? Yeah, I think that fear drives a lot of our responses. You know, we respond a lot of times, you know, even subconsciously in fear that uh, something is or is not going to happen unless we do something 
you know, drastic or not drastic. I mean, it's, you know, action or inaction, but, um, you know, fear drives a lot of our decision-making. I think if we, if we kind of boil down and uh, to the, to the nitty gritty of it. Yeah. I think there's a, probably a lot of subconscious fear that we deal with. I would yes. think. Because yeah. Yeah. nobody wants to say that they're really scared. And I would say probably really for men too. Like what would you guys think that that, that men really probably struggle with even admitting to being fearful? Well, yeah, we don't, certainly don't want to admit that we're thinking that way, but we really don't want to admit that we're feeling that way. And we really don't want to admit really anything. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's scary. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think that the, the challenge is, is that we all have these core fears and they probably came into our life early on. And so fear typically causes us to react in one of two ways. We either go at the person. In other words, we get aggressive, feel like we need to yell, feel like we need to get angry to try to control the situation, or we pull away and shut down, stonewall, walk away. We're not talking. I'm done with you kind of thing. And so deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's fear at work. And so a lot of times, especially for men who, you know, anger is a quick trigger, we tend to think that anger is just kind of anger, but it's really not. It's always fueled by fear. Because anger is the, is the emotion that protects our fears. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we throw up all kinds of other emotions to protect um, our vulnerability mm-hmm. and protect what? Um, yeah, the fear. So it causes us to fear, feel fragile and weak and out of control of ourselves. And so anger is the hard exterior. Yeah, what you could say. Yeah. Good way to it. I remember when uh, when my beautiful wife brought an opportunity to bring an extra person into our family, and I came up with all kinds of great reasons why that was not an appropriate solution for our family. And then I realized that I was just afraid of what that decision was going to do. And I realized it wasn't the right decision. And we ended up um, making the decision to bring him into our family for almost a year. And, um, you know, I would say that, um, you know, fear, um, I was afraid in the beginning. And then by the end, I was thankful that we did the, you know, did that. Well, and I think that a lot of times it's, it's, you know, important decisions that we're trying to make and we start to feel like our spouse is, you know, pushing our buttons and that's what I would call those core fears. And so maybe we start to feel rejected or we start to feel controlled or something. And then that's when it kind of pops up It doesn't take long at all. And before you know it, we're reacting and, and what we have to be able to do is, typically what we're thinking is, is you're making me feel this way. If you would stop doing what you're doing, you know, then I wouldn't feel afraid. But the reality is, is that fear is something that's in us. It doesn't always happen in our marriage. It happens in a lot of situations. It's there. So what we have to learn to do is, that always comes up. 
I need to get rid of that. <laughs> it's uh, like a weekly reminder to do what we're doing. <laughs> right. It's the reminder when we're doing it. Seven but, minutes into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So, but what we have to learn how to do is we have to know ourselves and we have to learn how to sort of arrest that fear that's inside of us. Well, and I would say too, that probably fear masks itself mm-hmm. in many different ways, because you can have a feel, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. You can have a fear of lack of control. Mm-hmm. You can have a, I mean, like name it, there's probably yeah. a fear for it or, or a fear that something bad's going to happen or it's not going to turn out like you would like or the list of fears is endless yeah. yeah it reminds me of a popular song that uh, fear is a liar mm. yes so true so true yeah and so what we tend to do is is that we want to protect self-protect ourselves from the fear so in marriage naturally that's your partner it's like you're making me feel this way. So I'm either going to roar at you and try to shut you down, or I'm going to pull away from you and not let you get me. Sure. I think um, for me, the older I get, um, the more things there are to be afraid of. Mm. Right. And so um, I look back on my youth and my childhood and I, you know, I wasn't afraid of anything. Um, And then as I've experienced certain um, events and uh, injuries and things like that, um, you know, first responding to uh, car accidents and things that are traumatic and um, it just brings just the, uh, you know, how. Mm, you can get hurt. Yeah. How, how, it's 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 not always okay all the time like I would have said you know when I was I remember specifically in high school you know I would tell people that um, you know and, and even in college too and maybe even after I would tell people that I was invincible until God was through with me and I would I would literally crash through walls um, because I felt like God would protect me you know even though I was doing something that I was probably you know being reckless about. And now, you know, I've got a family, I've got seven kids to, uh, you know, to, you know, watch over. And it's like, I need to, I need to protect myself where I felt before when I was younger, that God would protect me. And so there's that fear that rises up when, you know, something's going on that I, you know, is outside of my control, that there's going to be an outcome or result that's beyond, you know, what I want. Well, and I think one of the ways that, you know, so it can be, it can be those sort of crisis types of things, but it can also be kind of a daily thing that that shows up in our communication. For a long time in our marriage, I felt disrespected. And I felt like that anytime that Darlena got angry, she was trying to control me. And so I was always feeling afraid of, know this disrespect this control that would come from the anger and so my thought was is that you know she was using the anger to control me and someone helped me understand one day that it wasn't and and she shared this it wasn't her attempt to control me was her reaction to feeling overwhelmed with you know taking care of kids and all the responsibility she had as a mom 
And so that really helped me separate out what what the anger was about, what her feeling of being overwhelmed was about. And so I stopped personalizing that as her disrespecting me and her having a hard time balancing things. And so oftentimes fear shows up in just daily communication in ways where, you know, we're assuming things, we're thinking that, you know, our spouse is being intentional and trying to get us or say something or try to control us. And really it's just a, it's just a lie that we're holding on to because of the fear that we have. Well, and that can play so many ways in your head too, just in, in any kind of relationship. Because what, because what I hear too, is that it's about me, mm-hmm. you know, that personalizing of it's about me. And the reality of it is it's not always about you. It mm-hmm. may be something else that in your spouse, you know, like you were saying, it was an, an overwhelming feeling and, and you took it personally as like, she's attacking me and it just may not even be about you. Yeah. It may be something else that your spouse is dealing with that you, you mm-hmm. don't realize. Maybe it's a fear in them that they're dealing with um, yeah. that you don't realize. And so, I, you know, again, it's that fear masking itself as, as something right. else. I, th- I think that fear um, feeds off of doubt, right? Like uh, there's, you know, you, you'll hear a question in your head like, well, what if this or what if that or um, you know, and it creates a doubt in your head that um, kind of compounds the fear, right? Like it takes a little and then it waters and sprinkles it with a little doubt. And then all of a sudden it becomes this full blown, like, oh man, this is a crisis where it's probably not that serious. It's just in your head. And that's maybe why, you know, when I would say like, I'm really scared of this, people would look at me and go, really? You know, like uh, you're kind of blowing this out of proportion, I think. It's like, no, 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 in my head, this really is uh, a really big deal. But, uh, you know, when when people around you are going, uh, you know, let's take a deep breath and, and uh, you know, not worry about the sky falling so much. And I think, too, as it relates to marriage, if we sit and talk about how fear relates to marriage, I think it's kind of like that whole thing when you're a kid and you think your dad's a superhero for a little bit and then mm-hmm. you realize that he's not. And then, you know, you know, as a woman or, or man, you meet this other person and they are just the bee's knees. They are perfect. They would not hurt you. Or, and then something happens <laughs> and they hurt you. Right? right. And that fear happens, you know, then, then that it, it gives that seed to that fear. And then, so every time you come across uh, some dispute with them or something, that fear is fed a little more and a little more and a little more until you find yourself in a marriage where the fear is controlling the situation. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes the stronghold. It becomes the, you know, the real block to healthy communication. Right. And so uh, the way to start overcoming fear in your communication does, it starts with self-awareness. It's like, you know, what, what message am I listening to? You know, what am I believing about my spouse? What am I believing about myself? Because, you know, as a, as a man, sometimes we can we can be thinking that our spouse is saying something, but it's really triggering our feeling of inadequacy. Like, I can't believe that she said that after I tried to do her a really big favor. But that's really, 
you know, inadequacy speaking. Like, uh, you know, I cleaned the kitchen and she said, but you didn't sweep the floor. And, you know, that's that inadequacy in me that goes, oh, well, I'll never clean the kitchen again. Then right. you clean it yourself, you know, kind of right. thing, which I would never come out of my mouth. But, you know, but <laughs> so. More than one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it, too. It is I, Today I wore my glasses so I can actually read what everybody's comments are. Wow. But I like that, that fear, was... false evidence appearing real. Thank you, Christine. Thanks, that Christine. Is awesome. That is awesome. That's so true. Like yeah. exactly what you're talking about is. That inadequacy felt real. Yes. It just wasn't true. Yeah. And so we defend ourselves. So self-awareness is where it starts. And then the really amazing thing is good listening. It's like getting clarity on what you you think you're hearing, which oftentimes we're hearing because of the fear that's been stirred up inside of us. And we now are starting to hear according to that fear when actually our spouse may be saying something altogether different. As I'm quietly listening to all of you guys (laughs) talking, um, it's it's brought up the the fact that our fears trigger each other, and our our fears triggering each other can um, cause what um, we call the crazy cycle to start um, in our relationship and. Um, it's, I don't know what author whose book wrote about the fear cycle and marriage. Uh, there's several of them, but, uh, well, we call it, the crazy, yeah, we call mm-hmm. it the crazy cycle. Love and respect. And it's something that Philip does with couples that I think is, they find really profound because you don't, you don't realize that you're triggering each other and tool like Philip said to get intentional about discovering it because what happens is that um, it couples come to Philip and they just have this dynamic in their relationship that they can't end and like it sometimes it happens daily sometimes it happens weekly or just every now and then there's this huge explosion and they just can't get to the bottom of it and Philip starts helping them unpack things and really get intentional about thinking about it and he gives them this little test and and then he um, puts it on a chart that when you do this it triggers this in him and when he does this it triggers this in her Feed fear, fear feeding fear yes. yes and once he gets this all on a chart and they begin to see like oh my gosh and they begin to um, see the reality of it um, it really empowers them to feel like that they can overcome this because they walk in hopeless that there's just this never ending cycle of conflict that they can't get to the bottom of and they feel and when they you help them understand it and see how they're triggering each other and see how it creates a cycle and see how they're feeding it and then they Philip gives them tools um, to help them overcome it and it changes their the whole dynamic of their relationship. So my point is to the fear. Yes, is that fear can cause craziness to happen in your relationship. And the enemy loves that because yes. he's the author of all fear. And he wants you living in the fear fog. He wants you to stay in the crazy cycle of fear. And 
just to throw up some stats out there, fear is actually one of the most normalized emotions on the planet. And, and as Christians, we're not supposed to be afraid. So we mask our fears and, and actually rationalize them or try to cover them up or hide them. I'm so worried, I'm concerned. Yes, so that we don't look like we don't appear to be living in fear, and and so fears our fears our fears cause us to hide because our fears will also cause us to um, do things that we're ashamed of. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I was like, if you admit to that you have a fear, then you feel mm -hmm. shame. And then you're in the fear shame cycle. Yes. And then you're in the fear shame guilt cycle. Yeah. <laughs> and then the you need to comfort yourself, so you start doing all your numbing out habits. And so yes. it's really ugly how it shows up in our personal lives, how it shows up in our marriage, and then there's the lovely rollover effect that it has in our children's lives, mm. um, which we could go on and on about, or I could about how our fears have shown up in our children's lives and they you start to see one of the most wonderful things about having adult children is when you begin to see your adult children start to um, manifest and act out your fears and your own personal struggles so and um, nothing like seeing that to motivate you to work on yourself <laughs> right. well but I will say though too I think that with some people, no one that I would know of in this room would see it in their children, and then you get that that um, it, it causes more fear mm -hmm. because you're fearful that you're acting that way, and then you're fearful that you can't get out of it, and then it, it causes that masking. Yeah, you know, like I have seen my kids. Um, you know, they say something, they do something, they treat each other a certain way, and I go, oh, I see, like that was me. Yes. I saw myself. And I think for a, when I was in that cycle of them masking, that I saw it in them, and then I had to get that denial, that self, like, that's not me. And so it, it, then it was their fault. They've done something. Yeah. You know? And I will admit that that's how I lived for years, was masking all my fears, all my children's fears, and... Um, yeah, I didn't always run and get myself help. <laughs> or a fear of that if you acknowledge the fear, that you're giving life to the fear. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah, and, that is, you know, it's kind of weird that we, you know, we, we recognize that fear is not helping us. But, you know, we kind of do one of two things. We either just accept that we're powerless to do anything about it and, like Darlena said, we try to make it normal. We try to just, you know, uh, not let it control us some sort of way. But then, really, the scripture is clear. You know, the, the scripture is when we take that fear, and you see this all in the Psalms, you know, and, and it's really about this, like, casting off experience. And so it's being self-aware and saying, you know, I don't have to believe that I'm inadequate when my wife doesn't compliment me the way that I want her to. Or I don't have to believe that I need to push me out of the screen. Um, 
I don't have to believe. The <laughs> I don't have to believe that my wife doesn't want me in the screen. You know, <laughs> I can believe something else, right? I can I can believe that I belong in the screen, and I can believe that you want to hear what I have to say. Uh, and and so it's it's really that believing process, and that's this relational piece, yes. right? And so a lot of times what we want our spouse to do is to make a shift to change how we feel. But really how we feel is primarily our responsibility. And then they can come in and speak life and truth and support and pray for us. But really the, the most of the work has to happen in us is we have to arrest the fear, kick it to the curb and replace it with the truth. Well, it's really funny. I was having a conversation today. We, I was actually in a Bible study and we were doing talking about all in John 15, the vine and the branches, right? And um, something that struck me today in it that I had never, I just never thought about it. But the vine gets its source from the root. It gets its nutrients from the root. And so that root is our Father God. That vine is Jesus. And we are those branches. And, um, you know, just the process that I've been going through personally lately has been realizing so much what you're saying, like that belief is our responsibility. Like that's what it comes down to. It's it's kind of one of those things that stinks in the moment to hear, because when you're in the middle of that feeling of that, I'm inadequate or I'm not good enough or, you know, whatever that is. The last thing you want to hear is, you know, that you just need to believe even though it doesn't feel that way. Right. Cause I think sometimes even with God, we may not feel loved, you know, but again, it's not the feeling it's the truth. And the truth is, is that we are loved and we have to, we have to make that decision to say, I, I do believe that. I do believe that I'm worth something. I do believe that I am enough. I do believe that I'm accepted. I do believe that I'm in that sonship. I do believe that I am, am worth what he paid for me. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Love it. You got a scripture for us, Jimmy? I was just going to share uh, Philippians 4, um, 4, starting. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Right. And so <clears throat> if we're trying to figure out a way, you know, to overcome fear, I think that, you know, that scripture really speaks to me in that by Prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God, right? It's it's not saying it's got to be complicated, and it's not saying that it, it um, you know, it, it's your requests, right? And the, the, the conclusion of the, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds, right? And I think that fear runs rampant in our minds. Right. It speaks in that little voice and it says, you know, something bad's going to happen. And you're like, oh, no, not on my watch. Or at least that's how I, I feel. Well, that's you know? you're that fight. 
Jimmy's like, because we've got, we're in that fight or flight with the fear, right? Jimmy's the fight, I'm the flight. I will hide under the table. <laughs> and he will punch you in your face. <laughs> well, and I think that's a good scripture for us. What I like about the scripture is it's that, it's that displacement. You know, it's the peace of God coming in and displacing the presence of fear that constricts and makes life look, you know, really narrow. And so God opens it up with his peace and and we rest in hell at the end of the day. And and we keep processing, talking, working it through. And and really a lot of that is about, you know, hey, I need to take ownership for overreacting to what you said or Hey, I need to take ownership for getting angry and losing control. And that was just me giving in to fear. And and when we can do that and we can come back together and work things out like that, it actually creates a bond between us that runs fear out of our relationship. And that's what we want at the end of the day. One of the one of something that um, I feel like is is probably appropriate to share. Um, I was putting my kids to bed one night and lightning was, was flashing in the house and there was a storm that was moving through and it wasn't like really loud thunder, but the lightning was lighting up the, the, the night and you could see through the front and the back of the house, the light would, would illuminate this window and this window. And, you know, I'd put them in bed and the lightning would flash and you'd hear the footsteps come. And so I got to sitting just out on the couch, kind of hugging three or four of them. Right. Is that, you know, it's just, you know, it's just like a big pace bear hug out on the couch. And I got to thinking, you know, as this storm rolled, rolled through, my kids were, were un, uncomfortable and afraid of the lightning. Right. And um, it, I jumped into a, a kind of a, a, a view of Christ asleep in the bottom of a ship that was about to sink with sailors that were skilled and experienced. Right. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm trying to put my kids to bed in a house without waves, no wind. Right. And we're having trouble with this sleeping in a, in a solid house in the storm because of the lightning. Now, Add on top of that in a boat with waves, with wind, and the sailors thinking they're going to die. How could this person be physically asleep in the bottom of the boat? Right. And I've spent quite a bit of time on, on the water myself. And I'm thinking, you know, I, I got like my pillow tucked under my elbow, my leg propped against the, the, the wall of the boat. And I'm just trying not to fall off the bed. Well, I realized that Christ was able to sleep amidst the storm because of the peace that surpassed all understanding. He knew that the boat wasn't going down, right? Because he knew the truth, right? And, and I said, wow, that is a part of the story I'd never seen before, right? And then they wake him up. He comes up, up to the top, and he's, he, he kind of chastises them a little bit, saying, hey, I was sleeping, right? Where's your faith? Like, well, what's going on here, guys? And then he calms the storm, right? And I, for so long, I thought that calming the storm is what they wanted, right? But if you read, they were more afraid that he calmed the storm than the storm, right? right? It didn't alleviate the fear. They were like, oh, man, 
this is bigger than what we were thinking it was bigger. You know what I'm saying? I was like, right, right. what is going on here that right. even the wind and the waves obey this guy? Wow. Right? And so I started reading that story, and that, that story plays in my mind, especially when I watch storms because I like watching storms. But we can sleep through the storm because we know that Christ who is in us is greater than anything that is in the world. That's awesome. Right? And we go through storms in life a lot. Well, I think it's really just a matter of bringing him into the storm mm -hmm. and bringing him into the moments. And, you know, it's, you know, when we get all twisted up with fear, you know, sometimes it is. It's just a matter of stopping and praying. You know, I know we don't do that enough. Uh, we tend to over talk the situation, but I really feel like that. And the times when we have prayed, it changes things. So I think that's a good place to leave it this week. Uh, the peace is there and we just have to invite him in and, and let him, let him help us through. And I think it's the, the self-awareness of identifying what the, that there is fear, what the mm -hmm. fear is, the fears triggering, triggering each other. And then realizing that that you're responsible for what you're getting triggered with right. and that that's between you and God and really working on that and being at that place where you can be with that peace that passes all understanding and that your heart and your mind will be guarded. Yeah. And I feel like that we can't close without reminding everyone that perfect love casts out all fear. Yes. And we've heard it. If you've been a Christian long enough, you've heard it numerous times. And yeah, that's what Jesus brings when you bring him into your marriage is he brings the love that casts out all your fear, all the fears of rejection and fears of not being enough and fear of being left by your spouse or whatever it is that the fear that you struggle with invite Jesus into the middle of it. And he causes your fears to subside. But first take you know, take responsibility for yourself and making sure that you're connecting with that love on a regular basis and that you're getting your identity from that love. So when you bring it into the marriage, you know, your fears are taken care of at the cross with Jesus and is you know, surrendered to his love. And then that causes the fears that you have about your spouse or with your spouse to really just become you know, low on the totem pole. Obsolete. Obsolete. And that yeah. fear and, and that love, though, too, is, you know, and just in the season of life that I've been in, it just recently has been that it's not really about how you feel mm -hmm. because it really doesn't matter whether you feel like you're loved by your spouse or you feel like you're loved by God. The truth of the matter is that you are and yeah. you have to just believe it. And it's really just that simple. It's believe that you are loved so that perfect love can yeah. cast out that fear. It's worth it. Yeah. Mind if I close this in prayer? Go yeah. Forward. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for the ability to uh, join together and uh, just share um, truth with, with uh, one another, Lord. I pray that your truth would break through into our hearts and our minds, Lord, and that um, it would be impactful, Lord. We come against the spirit of fear tonight, Lord, and we just ask... Yes. Lord, that you would uh, just bless each and every 
person who has listened or, or has heard or has shared uh, this message, Lord. I pray that uh, fear would be driven far from them, Lord, that you would protect them, that you would calm the storms in their lives, Lord, that they would not worry, Lord, about uh, tomorrow, what they will eat, what they will drink, what they will wear, where they will go. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen their marriage, Lord, that they wouldn't worry about adultery, that they wouldn't worry about um, just um, their spouse and, and the decisions, Lord, that they, they make, Lord, that they would have perfect peace uh, in their hearts through their day, that their children would be blessings, not burdens. Lord, I thank you so much uh, for this opportunity uh, just to come now. We just pray that you would just continue to bless and and work in our lives. Lord, we invite you, Holy Spirit, here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. Share it. Ciao. Share it. <laughs>